Welcome back, everyone, to another ride along with Jeff and Colleen. And we are off on kind of an extra little jaunt. Extra little jaunt compared to our normal weekly jaunt. Yeah, what we've been trying to do. It's running errands, basically. Oh, yeah. But it's not like it's an adventure or anything. No, we're not going anywhere. It might be. Well, you never know. I guess that's true. But it's not like a fun adventure. During it's a not pandemic an and all, all these other things in the news going on, I mean, you never know. True. So, However, I would not refer to this as a fun adventure. This is a... Well... A, a, a running errands could be adventure. We're going to get eggs, which... <laughs> you know. And a few other things, actually. Yeah. It's not the only so, thing we're getting. So... We have been watching some television, and I wanted to kind of review, not in-depth, but review the the three shows that are new shows to us, Mm. two that are new to you, that you've been focused on them, and then one that we've watched together, which was kind of just a fluky thing, and I said, well, let's give it a shot. So Sure. You can go ahead and start with the the two that you have watched. Well, I can think of one, but no, there's two. Okay. Okay, you're gonna so tell me. We'll start... I know Mindhunter is the one you're uh, one of right, the ones. Right, right, right. So what's the you, second? Uh, Dirty John. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, okay. all right. Colleen really is well versed with these true crimes, mm-hmm. true crime podcast, kind of serial killer. That kind of a thing. Yeah. So, we she has dove into Mindhunter, which yes. I've heard about, and Colleen will take it from yeah. here. Yeah, so, um, to kind of give a backstory, my grandmother loved mysteries, and she got me hooked on Agatha Christie murder mysteries when I was younger, and she thought I would really enjoy them. She was right, I did. And then I've been fascinated my whole life with things like, you know... Uh, Night Stalker, and I was terrified because I was a teenager when that happened. And you know, uh, the Manson murders—that was always a huge, like, just wow. Right. Like, I didn't know a lot of the details, obviously, when I was younger, because that's a pretty sensitive subject. You don't want to, you know, expose children to something that, you know, horrific. But as I've gotten older, I have uh, reignited my love for that that genre, um, and I've love these podcasts and stuff and then I've started reading or listening to audiobooks of true crime stories and let me just tell you that <clears throat> yeah I am extremely extremely like obsessed with true crime and with the books that are written about that stuff so one of the books and I've not read the book I can't wait to read it now that I've seen the show is um, Mindhunter, and it was written by John Douglas, and I always forget the other guy. It's a guy that worked with him. So John Douglas is the one I remember because that's an easy name to remember. John Douglas um, was an FBI profiler, and he and his team, they kind of started the Behavioral Science Unit, and they... We're going through the drive car wash. Get started. Select your wash by pressing one of the service buttons on the screen. They are, like, the guys who created the term serial killer because before it was always like just multiple murderers and then now it's they refer to them as um, serial killers and so oh, 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 oh. 
Please insert cash card or card. She's she's using a tissue and holding on to it as she presses on the screen. And it's a good thing. But it just I'm giving you a little color of what's happening. Sorry. Color commentary. I know this isn't exciting, but it's a necessity. Unfortunately, my car is just disgusting. So, anywho, what I started to say was, Mindhunter was um, a book written by John Douglas and his partner. And they um, they are the ones who created the Behavioral Science Unit, or BSU. Sometimes it's Behavioral Analysis Unit. Um, and it was in the 70s that they created this, late 70s, during the height of when... Um, some of these serial killers actually were prolific. For example, um, it was during this time that the Atlanta child murders happened. It was late 70s, yeah, we, don't, we don't want to spoil too much. No, we don't. But. And then um, it was also during this time that the BTK killer was at the height of his um, crime spree. Um, they had just caught um, and put in prison not too long before this killers like Edmund Kemper and uh, Dave Berkowitz, son of Sam. And so, um, so she, so she's up on this. So I'm very up on this because, like, I've I've listened to podcasts or podcasts about these these murders. I've read books about them. I've listened to the um, audiobook for Helter, uh, Helter Skelter, which is written by the district attorney that put away Charles Manson and his his family. Right. Anyway, so um, and it, they're all amazing books, and it's interesting to read some of the details and hear it from the. You know, the perspective of after all the, you know, you get little bits and pieces on the news, on the media. So I like the fact that I can get more detail, and I've gotten more detail. Well, Mindhunter, they made a TV show out of the book because Charlize Theron gave this book to David Fincher and said, you got to read this, it's fascinating, blah, 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 blah. And David Fincher went, this would make an excellent TV series. So what they did was they created composite characters, um... They didn't use John Douglas's real name. They didn't use his partner. But they took characteristics and traits from both of these guys, and probably a few others, and compiled them into these two main characters that are the ones who started the Behavioral Sciences Unit um, with the FBI. And it's the inception of this. And they go through, and they show them meeting with these serial killers and how they formulate the idea and coin the phrase serial killer. And they talk, you know, they show you kind of their lives and, it is such a good series. If you like true crime even a little bit, you will love it because they they truly talk about the actual details. They talk about killers, well-known killers. Um, you know, they interview Edmund Kemper and the casting. Oh my gosh, the casting is beyond spectacular. I mean, it is like stellar. The guy they got to play Edmund Kemper is not quite as tall as Edmund Kemper because that guy was six foot nine. And, trying to find somebody who looks like him who's six foot nine that's a challenge but they got a guy who's six foot four and he looks just like him and he's phenomenal i mean like just so good and um not only i mean is is he really really good you also have the guy who played charles manson in once upon a time in hollywood they got him to be charles manson in this uh tv series and it's on netflix it's positively so good so 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 good and um i went to it primarily because of my you know my love for true crime but also because i absolutely am obsessed with hamilton right now and jonathan groff who plays king george in hamilton 
Um, he's so talented. Oh my goodness, that guy is so talented. He plays um, Holden Ford, who is the John Douglas character, basically. And he is so good in this. He, Jonathan Groff is very underrated as far as an actor. He's a gorgeous singer. Oh my goodness. He has got the most beautiful voice. But anyway, Jonathan Groff plays Holden Ford and um, Holt McCallany plays his partner, um, Bill Tench. And they are just spectacularly awesome characters. They're not perfect. They're very, you know, they're, they have their flaws, but they are so good together as partners. And there's, um, there's just, I love that they bring their personal lives into this and it kind of shows you their like thought process of how they went through this. And it's just, it's just seriously one of the best series I've ever seen. And I'm like dying because I just finished season two and there's no more. And we don't know when season three is going to come out. I hope it comes out soon, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's so stinking good and it keeps you on your toes. And I love that they've got these little vignettes of things and you're kind of like, if you know the story of the, of the crimes that they're referring to or that they're referencing, they don't even tell you what it is they're talking about, but you know, because you, you know, true crime, but don't let that deter you if you don't know true, well, crime, true crime. Okay. It's a perfect segue. So what kind of a person would enjoy this? You know what I'm saying? First and foremost, if you love true crime, you will like the series. Okay. If you do, if you love true crime at all, you will love it. it because it's so good and it's so well written. And they give you a lot of details that are actual details from the real cases. So if you know these cases at all, if you know anything about Son of Sam, if you know anything about um, you know Edmund Kemper and his his horrific he was known as the co-ed killer if you know anything at all about these guys you'll be like whoa they did not spare any like they they brought in details they brought in serious details so is it, is it too much no, it, it, some people no. might not so, be able to handle it or there's there's very little in the way of like blood and gore so if you like okay. if you if you can't handle difficult discussions shall we say you might have trouble with it because there's, like, they talk about details that are pretty horrific. Okay. So, but they don't, like, show you. All right. They don't, you know, it- it's not that gory. I mean, I don't handle scary stuff very well. There's some stuff that's, I would say, maybe a little more intense. Right. But I wouldn't call it, like, it's not, you don't have any jump scares. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I would say if you were alive during these moments in the news that it might be interesting to those people as right, well. Because you're going to learn because something it gives you didn't hear. Yeah, yeah. You're going to okay. definitely hear more details. But even if you weren't, I mean, seriously, it's legitimately, it is um, a true crime lover's, uh, you know, okay. absolute, I think it's, it's it's fantastic for true crime lovers. But also, if you like suspense, if you're even interested even a little bit in, like, suspenseful, um, movies or shows or what have you um it's it's real it's not like they didn't fabricate stories or any they literally brought in the actual real names and details of these okay serial killers all right and and like i said the casting is unbelievable because when you when you 
watch the show, if you go look for the actual images of the real serial killer, like Son of Sam, Dave Berkowitz, oh my gosh, the guy that got playing him, I took a look at the picture afterwards and I was like, <gasps> that was, it, you would think it was him. Okay. It's not because it's set in the 70s, obviously, but it is, it looks so much like him. It's ridiculous. And, and again, Charles Manson, Right. I mean... Dead ringer for Charles Manson. Um, dead ringer for uh, okay. for these so, guys. So that's the first one. The yes. second one is related. But, uh, yes. or and, it, it, it has a, a lot of connections to other shows so. that we watch yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. too. So yeah. the second one is Dirty John. Dirty John, right. And I haven't finished the series. It's an eight-part, well, there's two seasons of it. There's Dirty John, which which was the original story of Dirty John, uh, John Meehan. It took place um, around here in Orange County. And in fact, our niece worked at the restaurant where John and Deborah had their first date. They don't actually show that in the in the series. They don't actually talk about it. But I listened to the podcast, the Dirty John podcast, and was absolutely just mesmerized because they were talking about locations that I knew and have been to. I mean, we've eaten in that restaurant, and she was working when he was when they were there. But I mean, that was the the time frame. But I don't know. If she may not have been there that night. I don't know that she was working on the night they had their first date, but. But point is, is that they were there, and I know where it is, and they talked about, it and I know where the apartment complex is, and I where I know where this is, and I know where all this other stuff is. And so it was to me, it's like when it's right in your hometown or home area, right. and you know the locations you can actually visualize. You're like, oh my gosh, did I actually ever see this person in real life? I mean, we don't know if we cross paths with them. We might have at, at some point in time. There's a possibility we could have crossed paths with them. Probably not, but because we don't run in the same circles. Right. But, again, we did actually attend a church that they went to. Mm-hmm. So, there's it's just because it's a mega huge church, there's no way we would have known whether we knew them or not. But, point is, is that it was just so, I was so captivated by the um, the podcast, which was so good. Christopher Gofford did a great job. He's a journalist with the LA Times, and he created the podcast, got all the details, did interviews with actual people involved with this and it was such a great story i mean he just made it jump off the you know because a blurb in the paper usually kind of doesn't really second (laughs) doesn't really get your um doesn't really get anything or to give you a lot of details but the fact is is that um he made this podcast so amazing. Well, they made a TV show about it. It was on Bravo originally, and it was an eight-episode mini-series. And then they also made a second um, season of it where it was the Betty Broderick story, which I've also heard that one as well. That was a fascinating one. I can't wait to watch that. But um, the original Dirty John, I mean, it's so good so far. And Eric Bana plays this guy, and... Um, Julia Garner, who is on Ozark, which we love, she plays the youngest daughter of Deborah, and she's spectacular. Because I've heard the real Tara speak, she sounds a lot like her. Like she's got her similar um, speech pattern and tonal quality. She's she's done a great job of learning that, and she's doing an impressive, impressive job of. Um, portraying her so um it's just it's so it's so good and so far i'm i'm absolutely loving and, it and the, there's a woman from that she was in nashville i think yes connie connie, Br- connie Britton. Okay. she is the main character deborah she's the, the mom 
and um, she does a great job. So I, I, we don't want to spoil. I mean, it, no. it's been out there, but yeah, but, it's but, out there. Well, the details are and, easy to find. To encapsulating it, it's a con man. Yeah, he is a con man that, that uses love to kind of he's a predator. pull off this con. Yeah, and and it has just it it, it just you, you have to check the story out he because was, yeah. it's just like using love to get what you want and and money and all kinds of things so he's one of those people that he used um he used women on the regular because he that's what he does he doesn't he he never had any like he had some serious issues he was also hopped up on drugs a lot of the time and he was a con artist Extraordinaire. I mean, he was so good. Right. He had so many people believing so much garbage about him that wasn't true. And it's just, I mean, it's really well done. Like, they've um, they've done a pretty good job so far of sticking with the story and uh, keeping true to the details. There may be a couple of them that are a little bit like, um, they've used most everybody's real name. They changed for some reason um, Deborah's daughter, her older daughter's name to Veronica. Um, that's not her real name, but they changed it to Veronica in the, in the show, but they are using her youngest daughter, Tara's real name. So it's kind of interesting to me that they're sticking with some details and not with others. So it's just, I mean, it is such a phenomenal, the story, like I said, is amazing. Yeah. So those were kind of related the yeah. last one is more fun. Yeah. So I I checked out a recommendation and we started watching Teenage Bounty Hunters. Yes. Which is on <laughs> Netflix. Netflix, yeah. And from the first like five minutes, kind of the way these two girls intersected with this bounty hunter was uh, pretty interesting and it was kind of funny and. Uh, so it has, uh, what's his name? Dwayne Wayne yeah, from... Kadeem Hardison. The, he was Dwayne Wayne from A Different World back right. in the 80s. Yep. And I loved his character on A Different World. He was so good. I really, really loved him. He really is a great actor. So good, he yeah. really is. Through, through this show, you just keep watching and he's really, really great. He really, really is. The, the two girls, the sisters, the twins, um are really great and they have yeah. this what's called twin power which is really fun it's this the connection they have and they can communicate and all kinds of stuff so it is really it's really interesting it's a love story it's about getting bounties uh they the, these these two girls go to this really conservative christian school yeah and then they're growing up and finding out who they are and, and all the kind of difficulties that, you know, come <laughs> along with that. And, yeah. and, you know, just just finding out who you are and, 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 and love and this and that. Right. They're so, 16 years old. Yeah. They're, they're very um, funny. They're smart girls. They're typical teenagers, and yet they're not. And that's what I think I like the most about the show is there are some cases where they are really, truly typical teenagers and you just kind of laugh at them because you're like, oh my gosh. But then you realize they're actually really smart and they're very grown up considering 
they're supposed to just be 16 years old. So it's very, uh, it's a fun, it's a fun show. It's very funny. It's kind of got some little bit of what I would call naughty, right? Naughty I mean, subject. Do yourself a favor. Read the little disclaimers. Yeah, yeah. If if you you can't, if you don't want to watch that kind of thing, I would pass. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, overall, I, I really enjoyed the story, yeah. and and it's a lot of fun. You got Dwayne Wayne without the flip up glasses. Right. It's really. It's really interesting, and then the fight. There's only uh, the, during the first run, the final episode. I think it's the tenth episode, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Really had a great twist at oh, the dude. end. Yeah. I kind of saw that it was coming, but well, once you get to the point, you you start to realize, oh, I bet you this is going to go on. Yeah. But until you get to a certain point in that episode, you're like. What the heck? What's going on? Who are we dealing with here? And then when you realize who it is, you're like, oh, oh. And then you start realizing even more, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so there's a lot of unexpected uh, fun little twists and stuff. So. But it's it, it's more fun than I, I initially oh, yeah. anticipated. Totally. Um, but uh, so uh, just kind of a recap. So we've got Mindhunter. Uh, that Colleen gives Phenomenal. a thumbs up. Oh, two thumbs up for sure. And uh, Dirty John. Dirty John. So far, I'm like, I'm enjoying it, and like I said, I know the story. Right. But I, I mean, they're doing a really good job, as far as I'm concerned. And something brand new: teenage bounty hunters. Yeah. Uh, a it's lot of fun. Pretty fun. Yeah. And it is uh, fun. so, um, check it out. Yeah. And until next time, uh, this is Jeff and Colleen saying it's always better to ride along with friends. And uh, we thank you for riding along with us. So uh, please tell a friend about our podcast. We really appreciate it. And until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen saying see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.